BG Mania, a video game music podcast for January 22nd, 2020, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by Frank. Hey guys, I don't get a special uh, chili entrance. No, I told you last week I'm done giving you special intros because I can't keep thinking of ones every single week. That's okay. I'll, I'll be clever enough for the two of us. If this is your first time stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods in BGM land, welcome. BG Mania is a cornucopia of extra special music that we hold dear, both from the days of our childhood through modern consoles and new releases. That's right, we focus on retro to current games, with everything included in between. What we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed you're something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every single week. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure too. Day. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. And I do want to quickly mention, if you listened last week on the show, we were giving away the tickets to the Nier Automata concert and we have our, you know, our post up on LeveldownGames.com. Plus, we plugged it this past Monday on Max Level if you listen to both of our weekly podcasts. I had every intention of plugging it again today, but I was informed by the uh, production company behind the uh, show that the contest actually had to end on the 21st, which was yesterday. Yesterday. So I'm not plugging it again here because the winner, if there is any, has already been selected. Like I mentioned in the ad last week, uh, I, I, well, I wasn't sure if there's going to be a huge reception to this giveaway that we were doing for Nier Automata because the concert's in Chicago and we had short notice of the fact that we are going to be able to do this giveaway. So unless you live in Chicago and listen to the show or are willing to foot the bill to travel to Chicago, if you do win on such a short notice, chances of someone actually entering the contest and winning the contest that's local is pretty slim. We have had some interest from people, but it's nobody that was local to Chicago, so I can't say for sure if we had a winner or not. We are recording this episode on Saturday, January 18th. We always record on Saturdays, so we still have the rest of the day today, all day on Sunday, Monday, and uh, well, I guess a little bit on Tuesday. The contest does have to end on Tuesday, though, so uh, to get some other entries in to determine if there's going to be a winner local to Chicago, who knows? But it's still a cool thing that we were able to, to do this giveaway, plus, obviously, you know, go to the show and cover it for Level Down Games and BG Mania and Max Level. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's really exciting to do this. I am kind of blown away by how this kind of lined up. (laughs) 
is, it's like I said, totally coincidental. We talked about it on max level. You're some kind of witch, Brian. Yeah, I guess so. But I talked at the end of last week's episode of BG Mania how we were going to do the snowy and ice levels part two because of how, you know, winter just has been absent so far in, in much of the country. You know, the snow is absent. Ice is absent. The cold weather is largely absent. When a lot of people were thinking that this was going to be a pretty bad winter, it hasn't been so far. Kind of how it coincided with today. Uh, we had a massive snowstorm come through Friday evening into Saturday morning. You know, here in Ohio, we got about four inches of snow. Uh, it's still trying to come down outside right now, but right now it's actually sleeting. So it's like pure ice. It's not even it's not even a mixture of ice and rain or not even a mixture of ice and snow. It's all just pure ice raining down from the skies right now. So the roads are absolutely atrocious. Uh, there's you know, we, I think they're saying we could get anywhere from like up to two tenths of an inch of ice. And uh, it's just it's crazy. Yeah. And it's slowly making its way east. Uh, it's projected to hit us in about an hour. Yeah. So it's kind of fun that we get to do this uh, ice and snowy levels part two on a day where it's fitting outside to be snowy and icy. I really like that. The opening track that you heard was my first pick on the episode today. That comes from Mario Party 6. The name of the track is Snowflake Lake. Mario Party 6 released here in North America on December 6th, 2004. We had two composers on Mario Party 6. I was unable to find a breakdown of who actually composed each individual track. Uh, Hironobu Yahata and Shinya Otoge were the two composers on Mario Party 6. Frank, we talk a lot about Mario Party here on BG Mania. We've played a lot of tracks from some of the other Mario Party games. Mario Party 6 was the first GameCube game to make use of that microphone add-on, if you remember that. I do remember that. There's a little uh, game show you could have played there as well, you know, like we were answering questions. Yeah, I totally remember that one as well. Absolutely. Uh, I love playing music from Mario Party on these themed episodes. That, dude, that is so... Everything we come to love about winter music, icy music, snowy level music, it's all right there in that one track from Mario Party 6, Snowflake Lake. Yeah, it, and everything. Uh, there, I didn't hear any jingle bells, which is my normal thing, but I bet you they were there. Uh, I don't know if there were jingle bells. Yeah. I, 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 to be fair, I wasn't listening for them. I don't know. I And I will tell you, I don't think that we have any tracks today that actually I have jingle bells in them. I purposefully went to make sure I had not a single track with it. Well, I think that the Jingle Bell music that we often play on BG Mania, it's, more, you know, more it's more Christmassy and obviously, yeah, more holiday music themed. We do enough of those episodes in December leading up to Christmas. This is strictly snowy and icy level. So you're going to hear music today that I, I can tell you right now, I have a couple and I know you have a couple that that really have nothing to do with winter sounding music at all, because it's it's, you know, this music comes from snow and ice levels. Not every snowy and icy level in a video game has a wintry sounding piece of music behind it. Absolutely. In fact, I'm actually going to open myself up with one of those right here. Okay. Um, I've been telling Brian how much I want these kinds of games to come back, but uh, let's start off here with a little game called SSX Tricky. This is The Bone Cracker. Peace to you in a hand drill. Peace out. Good night. 
Gideon, Gideon. And that was the Bone Cracker from SSX Tricky, which came out November 5th, 2001. Uh, that was written and performed by the band Showcore, uh, named for the two singers, uh, Corey and Show. So, Showcore. <laughs> It kind of sounds like an old, uh, like, badly named WWE tag team with Big Show in it. Yes. Like if, he, if he would have teamed up with the core when they've split off from the uh, the Nexus. <laughs> he was in so many badly named things. Jericho. Show Miz, Jericho. <laughs> there, there, there was Shokishi. There uh, was Shokishi, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, SSX Tricky, dude. Uh, I love this game. I had it on the GameCube. Okay, yeah, I also had it on GameCube. Um, I was really big into snowboarding games. Uh, in fact, I think another snowboarding game for a little later on but uh there's there's there so many out there like i didn't realize how big of a deal uh there was the video games until i started looking for winter music i'm like okay all right um uh, i could have probably done all snowboarding tracks from games so oh absolutely if you really wanted to you could have uh, it's funny that i mentioned the the wrestling uh you know, joke that I made there. I didn't realize Bonecracker is also from the very first WWE SmackDown versus Raw video game. Brian, Brian no! <laughs> you, you stole my lighter note, you son of a B! All right, okay. It's uh, also a day of reckoning. <laughs> yes, it is. I was, steal, I was, I was, I was, I was going to build to that, but thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a little. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't have a liner note for this one anymore, but uh, there you go. <laughs> Good job, Brian. Good job. Well, I, I made the joke about Big Show not realizing that it was actually from a wrestling game. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Man, I was I was getting ready to circle back around to that to do a 1080. Uh, a 1080 snowboarding? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Son think we picked. You didn't, you didn't pick from any 1080 snowboarding. I did. I wish I did. Yeah, you did not pick from 1080 snowboarding. You made a joke like listening to that. Like you're like, no, 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 that's not Fred Durst. It really does sound like Fred Durst from Limp Biscuit. It does. Uh, it, it was that era, man. It was, this came out. Of course, yeah. New new metal was very very popular back then. Uh, you look at all those bands, Static X. Uh, this was around the time Lincoln Park. Started. Started. Well, here's my my less my, my, my less impressive one. Uh, these guys got a little notoriety, and they uh, played music on the show Smallville, which is about Superman. Okay, nothing to do with SSX though. There's nothing to do with SSX, and you you, you stole my day of reckoning. Damn it, Brian! <laughs> day of reckoning was an okay game. wasn't that great. SmackDown vs Raw was good for a little while, but it quickly wasn't that great either. <laughs> All right, man, I'm excited to move to this next one because I am such a big fan of the composer, as we always talk about here on BG Media. Plus, it's Falcom from Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles. This is Ice Ridge of Noltia.
And that was the Ice Ridge of Noltia from Ease 1 and 2 Chronicles. This is from the PlayStation Portable version of the game, released here in North America February 22nd, 2011. Uh, Ease 1 and 2 uh, originally came out on the Turbo Graphics back in 1989 on in Japan, 1990 here in North America. Uh, we would then see it later in North America on PC in 2013, the original versions. Ease 1 and 2 have been re-released so many different times in different versions. But yeah, this is from the actual PlayStation Portable version, February 22nd, 2011. That was composed by Yuzo Koshiro. I love him so much. Like I said, he's probably my favorite actual video game composer of all time. We, we mentioned that several times. Yeah. But Falcom music just in general is, is so much of a joy to listen to. Uh, it's generally, man, some of the best stuff comes from Nihon Falcom games. I, I really do think that. I really I, do. <laughs> I love it absolutely every time we play uh, a Falcom track. Yeah. Um, I think that, and I and I have played one and two Chronicles. I, I think that this Ice Ridge of Noltia track is actually better than the level itself. Like the level is fun and the level is good. Like the area that you're in when this track is playing, but the music is just so much freaking better. It's 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 amazing. Like these are good games. These are really good games. And I'm actually disappointed that you know uh, NIS America. Uh, this one was published by Xseed back on the PlayStation Portal. Xseed used to have the contract for Ease and The Legend of Heroes, but NIS America recently. Been working on Ease and Legend of Heroes now. Uh, they just had a panel this past Thursday. No, it was on Friday. It was on Friday the 17th last week uh, at PAX South. And everyone was kind of thinking they were going to announce localizations for Ease 9 or the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4. They did not do that. And it made me so sad. They All they announced was a PC port of Trails of Cold Steel 3. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some. I hope so. I hope we have an announcement coming later this year that Ease 9 is being worked on. I, I was I was almost for sure betting on Ease 9 releasing this year and then Trails of Cold Steel 4 coming out either next year or the year after because those games take forever to localize. I'm not going to not gonna beat around the bush on that. They, those games are massive scripts and it takes forever to do them. But I thought for sure Ease 9 would be coming this year and I still hope it is. I really do want to play that game soon and I don't want to have to learn Japanese to do it. Fair enough. <laughs> But how good was that track, dude? It's so good. That, that was that was beautiful, man. I I, I love Falcom. I love, the, I love the violin. You're putting me in a tough spot here, though. Yuzo Koshiro, man. Can do no wrong. How, how do I go up against a great track like that? I, I, you're going to pull up one of my big guns here. I'm okay. going to go for a track composed by a rock and roll Hall of Famer. Ooh. From Far Cry 4, this is The Mountain Watches.
that was the Mountain Watches from Far Cry 4, which came out November 18th, 2014. Or as I like to say, the Frank Watches. Well, I'm going to take that as a compliment, even though your meaning is a mean thing. The Mountain was a pr- was a pretty stout warrior from the, the Game of Thrones, so I'll take that. <laughs> so uh, this was composed by Cliff Martinez of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So rock and roll. Yeah, super cool. So uh, he was born in the Bronx, New York, but raised in Columbus, Ohio. Shout out OH! I oh. Uh, yeah. so, and his first composing job was for a TV show that I used to love as a kid, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, no kidding. Which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, he did the entire soundtrack for Far Cry 4. Uh, he also did the main uh, Galaxy theme for the game Spore in 2008. Spore was a good game. I, I enjoyed I liked, Spore. I like Spore. Um, but he's also, he's more known, other than being you know, a legendary rock and roll drummer, uh, for doing movie compositions. Yeah, I know he's got a lot of movies under his belt. Uh, usually the movies by uh, Steven Sonnenberg, so like uh, Sex Lives videotape, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, man, like, this is very much just like a solitary lone mountain. Like, he, he, he hit it perfectly. It just... Oh, agreed. 1,000%. I mean, the, the what this music portrays, like, I, now I will say, I wasn't a huge fan of Far Cry 4. I think Far Cry 3 is an immensely better game. I think um, Far Cry 5 is an immensely better game. I think Far Cry 4 struggled. I, I for, for whatever reason, I had a hard time getting into 4. And I'm a big fan of the Far Cry franchise. I You know, I like New Dawn even from uh, yeah. 20, whatever that was, early last year, I think it was. So I, I really do like the franchise, but four just know, it didn't speak to me nearly as much. Of all the games, it was there. It was one of them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I just I love the chilling feeling you get from this one here. Like you just you close your eyes and you're there on the mountain. You're alone. The mountain watches. One thousand percent. Yeah, the Cliff Martinez definitely hit this one good. And the North remembers. <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> wrong. IP. Oh, I'm so hyped for Elden Ring. Uh, the my George R. R. Martin stuff is just rattling around in the brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, man, let's kick to my next pick on the episode today. I think you're really going to like this one. I think a lot of people are going to like this one, but it is a very famous piece of music. Uh, hey, nothing wrong with famous. Oftentimes, because it's remixed a lot in um, like unofficial Sonic the Hedgehog music, because it is so similar. From Rystar, this is Planet Freon Ice Scream.
And that was Planet Freon Ice Scream from Rystar, which came out here in North America on the Sega Genesis February 16th, 1995. That was composed by Tomoko Sasaki. I really, really, really like Rystar. And a lot of people consider this to be the Sonic Team's best game. Obviously, it's it's saying something when you look at how strong some of those early Sonic the Hedgehog games are. But Rystar, for those who are unfamiliar, was developed from an idea originally put forth during design talks for the character who would later become Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Yuji Naka fell in love with the character so much that would eventually star in his own game, Rystar, that after Sonic was popular, they still wanted to give this character some due justice and make a game out of it. So that's why it eventually came out in 1995, well after Sonic was already, you know, a household name by that. You, you look at even like the design screens, like like, like well, this is round five of Sonic Freon. Um, it looks very much like a Sonic splash screen. And uh... Oh yeah, 1000%. I mean, this game is pretty much a a Sonic game without starring Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, a little uh, change in this game between the US version and the Japanese version. In the US version, when he starts this level, he actually is like, he's skiing down a mountain. I'm pretty sure you remember that from playing the game. He's like, he's like, he's like skiing down a mountain and then yeah. he comes to a halt. That's not that, in the Japanese version. He's just there. I don't know why they got rid of the skiing part. There's no reason huh. for it. That's weird. But uh, yeah, the whole the whole theme of this one, it's 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 so much deeper than you would think for just like a, a regular game like this. The theme of this level was the the the, the boss Atomor was set there to freeze the planet and ha- the planet's inhabitants so their hearts will turn as cold as ice so they can never enjoy happy warm feelings again. Like there is cold as ice. It's 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 so freaking deep. It's deeper than this has to be. Don't need to sacrifice. Is that how that song goes? I know. I can't. I can't remember. There is cold don't as ice. Like, don't act like you don't know my Okay. <laughs> I do, but I can't remember the lyrics of that song off the top of my head. You will pay the price. <laughs> <laughs> Rystar Star is such a game lost in the '90s, man. I really wish Sega would bring this one back. Like, I think in the in the way society works now with modern video gaming and how retro works so well if they made a new Rystar in the vein of a Sega Genesis game and put it out on like the Switch eShop PSN digitally on Steam this game would sell so much dude do, do like a Rystar Mania Rystar Mania yeah like I mentioned and speaking of Sonic Mania which was uh, you know had a lot of remixes of Sonic tracks in it uh, a lot of people recognize that track because it gets remixed unofficially into like Sonic remixes on YouTube and on you know some of the more famous remix websites a lot of people take Rystar music because it is so similar to Sonic music and remix it into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I recognize the song, but it's, it's been probably because I played Rystar, but it's been a minute. This was like 95. Um, but you know, what, Brian, you inspired me for my pick here. OK, we're going to we're going to go from one ice planet to another. OK, In my, my opinion, the ice planet from Star Wars Battlefront. This is the Hoth Loading Loop C.
And that was the Hoth Loading Loop C from Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, this is the Battlefront that came out November 17th, 2015. Yes, the newer one. The newer one. The gooder one, some would say. Mm, uh, disagree. Uh, <laughs> Actually, totally disagree because they removed the single player campaign. Who needs that? Uh, all of us, to be honest. Uh, yeah. This was composed by Gordy Hobb or Habe. Okay. H A B. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, good old Gordy. Big G. Big G himself, Gordy Hobb. Uh, there's like four different versions of the Hoth Loading Loop. This is the one I like the best. So Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on the the soundtrack when I was looking through it to find this track for you. Uh, I thought that was like A, B, C, and D, I think. Yeah, uh, from what I understand, these are literally just while you're waiting in lobby to get in. Yeah, yeah, because this was, uh, again, it's a online-only game where you have these massive battles per taking place, and I do think that the reason there, you know, there's different tracks for all of the different loading screens, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I, I like this series because I really like um, paying for loot boxes. It's the best. That's your favorite thing in the world. It's that, and paying taxes, and going to work, and recording people. Well, you don't like recording BG Mania? I said these are my favorite things, Brian. Well, you actually like paying taxes and going to work? No, I'm just being facetious. Then I made something nice at the very end. Sorry. You know. <laughs> so I got confused that maybe you actually didn't like BG Mania. I love BG Mania. It's, it's my catharsis. So I, I, I was going to say, and... well, we got an opening for a new co-host. If anyone out there listening, just kidding. <laughs> don't take this from me. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I want this something positive in Star Wars because I've been so disenchanted by The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, my heart's been broken into a thousand pieces, so I wanted something that I actually enjoyed. So you had to indulge me on this one here. Yeah, Kyle uh, went and saw it recently, too, and said he was kind of disappointed. I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting for it to come out on Disney Plus or something else that I can just watch it without having to go to the theaters because I have heard some negative stuff about it, too, as has Jessica. So we're just kind of waiting to watch it from home. We will still watch it, though, eventually. Hopefully it's a little bit. I mean, hopefully there's still some enjoyment out of it, but it doesn't sound like there will be. <laughs> I like that uh, this sounds so inspired by some of the John Williams compositions in Star Wars that you could almost even see that it or think that it was John Williams who composed this himself, even though it wasn't. It sounds very inspired by his work, which is always a good thing. You know, you should, you should always try to emulate the best. I agree with that for sure. I definitely agree with that. All right, man, let's take a listen to my next pick on the episode today, where we're taking a look at snowy and icy level music from video games from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. This is Arctic Justice Frostbite Island.
And that was Arctic Justice Frostbite Island from Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. This originally released on the Nintendo 3DS October 23rd, 2014 here in North America. Would eventually come to Wii U later that year in December. PC would get it in 2015, Amazon Fire TV in 2015, Xbox One in 2016, PS4 in 2016, and the Switch got it uh, in 2018. So Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is pretty much available everywhere. That was composed by Jake Kaufman, who does all the music for the Shantae games. I love Jake Kaufman. I love we his love compositions. We, we, we played a lot of Jake Kaufman so far on this uh, podcast. Yeah, we played not, a lot of Jake Kaufman not, before not, on the not show. Not this episode. Not uh, this episode. This is the only Jake Kaufman uh, track on the episode today. But we've played a lot of Jake Kaufman here on BG Mania before. I think Jake Kaufman is a phenomenal composer that just he's he grasps the retroness that some games need to have their music based on while still making it modern enough that it sounds like it came from, you know, this time period. He's really good at what he does. And I we were just talking about Shantae on Max Level this past Monday because uh, the new one is coming out later this year, uh, later this year, Shantae and the Seven Seas, I think it's called. But uh, Kyle's not played any of these games. And for being such a fan of indie games, I'm surprised he's been sleeping on this series because it's so freaking good. That's right. You hear that? You saw Kyle. Um, <laughs> nah, you, you gotta get on these. These are good. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it myself. Yeah, Shantae is a great series, and that's another one of those tracks I kind of mentioned it early on in the episode, but if you didn't know that was from the Frostbite Island, you would never know. That doesn't sound like wintry, icy, snowy music. It's very Shantae, and that's so well done. Absolutely agreed. If you're looking for a new all-purpose gaming-related podcast to listen to, look no further than the Max Level Podcast. Every Monday morning, five friends have a breakfast powwow about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games they've been spending time with over the past seven days. Featuring Brian, Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com, there's never a down moment when it comes to pertinent information or laugh-out-loud moments. They'll break down upcoming games, hidden gems, and encourage listener participation through guessing games and questions. Find the Max Level Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume your daily podcasts. I want to give you something here that when I think of like winter scenes in a video game, this one has been burned into my brain. Okay. Um, I, I just because to see if I wasn't crazy, and trust me, I am crazy. Um, That's for sure. A lot of people have the same memory as me of this of, of every strong winter connection here. This is from Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2. This is Cliffhanger.
And that was Cliffhanger from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which came out November 10th, 2009. Uh, that track there was composed by Lauren Balfe. Okay. Um, yeah, so this, this is an iconic mission, man. This one is, you know, you're going to the crash site to get the UAV. You're, you're literally climbing the ice, uh, you know, hanging. Literally, that's why it's called Cliffhanger. Yeah, you're, you're hanging there for a bit. This is this is a pure, pure winter level through and through. Oh, it's so good, too, man. It's so freaking good. Um, I think this is when I really fell in love with Call of Duty, too. Like, well, Modern Warfare 2. Um, when I played the hell out of this game, this is like, in 2009, this is probably the game I played the most. Maybe even 2010 as well. I don't know that I could say that just because I'm not a huge fan of shooters. I definitely remember playing through the campaign of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, but I quickly moved on after finishing it. I know for sure. I know that I play this game online a lot, but like I prestiged like four times. Like I yeah, see, I didn't do hell. any of that. I played the hell out of this game and then just stopped. I just stopped caring after a while. Yeah, I remember Modern Warfare 2, though. We've played a couple tracks from it before on the show. It definitely has a decent soundtrack behind it. It's just it's a very strong one. Um, yeah, I think it is. But I think that's also to the fact that it's such a strong game in the series that it was, you know, th- there's got to be more love for that soundtrack in general. I agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that for sure. You know, whereas, you know, your, your latest Call of Duty, I'm sure all that music sucks. Um, It doesn't, though. It actually doesn't. Some of the, no, uh, no. the, the new some of the new <laughs> tracks in the, the more recent Call of Duties have have been pretty good. Uh, maybe not maybe not so much, you know, when compared to other first person shooters with great soundtracks like Destiny has a really good sound. Even though I don't like Destiny, I think Destiny has a great soundtrack track um call of duty still has some decent soundtracks for sure but yeah totally remember this level totally remember this track uh one of the more iconic moments from modern warfare 2 as well in a game that had many iconic moments this is one of them for sure i hope they make a movie out of this one though well i hope that um obviously with the modern warfare remake that we saw in 2019 uh you know there was a teaser after the credits so we're definitely getting uh, a continuation of that and modern warfare 2 probably is going to be coming in roughly three years from the same studio that made their modern warfare remake uh, in front of, you know, Infinity Ward last year. So we might see some of these characters and some of these elements return again in the remake or because it, it is a remake. They do yeah. change elements like Modern Warfare 2019 is not the same as Modern Warfare 2007 or 2008 or whenever it came out. Like they are different games, even though they borrow a lot of the same characters and the same elements. They are different stories being told. So Modern Warfare 2, I'm assuming, is going to do the same thing when it comes out in probably 2022. But it'll be fun to play through again. I hope it has some elements that are the same. Though. I do. We got a listener request on our discord server over uh you know again you can find it in the link of our podcast but if you have yet to join our discord server please do that our listener request came to us from bedroth and it's actually a track by the super marcado brothers uh another video, uh, famous video game music podcast you know they're 400 episodes deep they just celebrated their 400th episode anniversary uh, a couple weeks ago so pretty amazing that they have that many freaking episodes under their belt these guys have been going strong for the better part of the last decade i think they started in like eight eight or so years ago like it's crazy how long this podcast has been out there and definitely one of my inspirations behind creating and wanting to do bg mania but they also compose music for video games now and this track comes from a game that they compose the music for but it has yet to release and i don't know if the game actually is ever going to come out at this point and if that if it doesn't it's very unfortunate we'll talk about the game when we come back frank i really think you'd enjoy the game i'll send you a link to check it out while you listen to the track but the name of the track is frozen yggdrasil and it's from a game by the name of asker a-s-k-r
And that was Frozen Yggdrasil from Asker, a game that has yet to release. But I do want to talk about this game because even though it's been several years since any updates have come out on this game, I do still hope it actually releases at some point in the future. It's uh, it says here, like the little tagline I was able to find about the game. The Norse pantheon has been kidnapped. All but you, the God of Thunder. Play as mighty Thor and do battle with the gods of Olympus to rescue your fellow gods and goddesses. It's very much like a Super Nintendo style game in terms of the graphics, the way that it looks like it plays, obviously the music, the Mercado Brothers definitely nailed that aspect of it there. I really wish this would have came out, man. I do. It sucks that it kind of just fell off the wayside. Yeah, this looks fun. Like, this is something that I, it's like right in my alley. Oh, it's totally right up your alley, Frank. I mean, you know, being someone that is such a huge fan of Norse mythology, this is definitely something that I think you would have embraced and loved every minute of. But yeah, it's unfortunate that this game, like I said, it just kind of fell to the wayside. And from what I understand, based on what Carl talked about from the Super Mario Kart Brothers plus Bedroth, this is the music for the final boss fight. And Carl said, this is the final level of the game where you climb the branches of the world tree that is frozen over while a blizzard rages in the background and the world lies in twilight. So how, well, first of all, let's just talk about that for a second. The Marcado brothers never having, at least I don't think so, maybe I'm wrong on this. And if anyone out there knows, or if they're listening to this episode, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they actually played a lot of this game. Obviously there was some of it available to play through when they made the music for it. And I'm sure that developers of the game lent them a copy or lent them, you know, a, a very early look at the game that they could have played it and got a feel for it. But a lot of it was unfinished and undone and not even started yet. So they were able to compose this track, which is very epic and very rocking, might I add, for a level of the game that they've not seen nor played. And I think that they nailed how I would envision this particular level going, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, This actually saddens me a little bit. Yeah, it's totally sad. And I mean, I'm sure that they're actually sad about it as well because they composed the entire soundtrack to this game already. The soundtrack is 100% done. So that's a little unfortunate that the game just has kind of disappeared more or less. Brian, I'm gonna need you to learn how to uh, make a game. And finish this game? (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommend going over to their band camp, uh, Super Mario Autobros.bandcamp.com. You could check out all their original work, but the entire soundtrack for Asker, and I don't know if that's actually how you say that. I'm assuming it is ASKR, but uh, you can listen to the entire soundtrack to this game, and it's phenomenal. Like, the entire soundtrack from start to finish is really well done. Uh, you know, they've, they've done music inspired by Mega Man. They've done music inspired by Kirby, by Zelda. Uh, it, it's so good, man. Like, what they do is really good. I like their original stuff. I really do. But thanks, Bedroth, for requesting that track over on our uh, Discord and the BG Mania channel. Again, we highly encourage all of you listening out there to join us on discord uh chat with us talk with us interact with us we have a lot of fun we don't frank's not in there that often but uh the rest of us from level down games max level myself jessica jessica's not in there either but we're all in there it's fun you mention my name and i'll eventually show up don't you worry <laughs> that's what it takes though you gotta tag him <laughs> uh, unfortunately work blocks discord so i don't have access for a good chunk of the day yeah that's okay that's all right H- hashtag justice for frank <laughs> All right, man, I have a feeling that my next pick is going to directly kind of influence your pick that follows it. (laughs) A lot of a lot of times that happens. But I did when I picked my music again, I didn't know some of the things that you were picking. And I also didn't know for this particular track in general, which one you were going to select. So the fact that you selected this one is uh, is kind of funny because it ties directly into my next pick. Sweet. Then you know where I'm going. Okay. (laughs) From Eternal Sonata, this is the boundary between snow and ice. 
that was The Boundary Between Snow and Ice from Eternal Sonata. Came out, uh, first of all, was an Xbox 360 exclusive for a year. September 17th, 2007 here in North America. The PS3 would eventually get it one year later, October 21st, 2008. This game was published by Bandai Namco, and it was developed by Tricashendo. Composer on this one, the legendary Matoi Sakuraba, who just has done so many amazing, amazing things uh, in terms of Japanese games, JRPGs. We talk about him a lot here on BG Mania. He's one of my favorite composers, uh, you know, as a lot of these guys are that work on these Japanese games that I do enjoy. But I really enjoyed the gameplay of Eternal Sonata because Tricrescendo, the developer, they're also the studio that worked on like the original Valkyrie profile in 1999 for PlayStation. Uh, some of these Star Ocean games, like Till the End of Time, they developed that one with uh, Triace, um, Bait and Kaidos, Radiata Stories, Blue Dragon with Mistwalker. They've done a lot of cool things in terms of some JRPGs, and they're out there still. I mean, you know, they worked on Tales of Berseria and Tales of Zestiria in 2015 and 2016 with Bandai Namco. So they're still out there making some of the, you know, some of these games that I really do enjoy. Most recently, they did um, 2017's Mario Sports Superstars with Camelot Software for the Nintendo 3DS. But um, Eternal Sonata is an interesting game for a JRPG. Over in Japan, it's known as Trusty Bell Chopin's Dream. This entire game is based on and about the life of Polish romantic pianist uh, Frederick Chopin, who died of tuberculosis at the young age of 39. Uh, the story envisions a fictional world dreamed of by Chopin during his last hours that is influenced by his life in music, in which he himself is a playable character, among others. The game's battle system centers on musical elements and character unique special attacks, and the actual soundtrack features a selection of Chopin's compositions, Played by pianist Stanislav Bunin, a with based on that name, you can clearly tell he's a Russian born concert pianist. But um, the original compositions were done and arranged by Mutoi Sakuraba. It actually takes a lot of Chopin's classical piano pieces, mixes them in with some original stuff by Sakuraba. And then the game has some educational cutscenes featuring real paintings and photographs. And, you know, is just it's so well done, man. This is an incredible game that if you're a fan of JRPGs, but also a fan of Chopin, I highly think it's, you know, I really think it deserves a playthrough. I really do. That's crazy. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you do this, Brian? Well, again, it was all all coincidental. But um, first of all, I, I don't want to transition to your next game because I, I know it does tie into Chopin, but I don't want to I don't want to transition to it yet because I do want to focus on the music. It's very somber. It's very that, sad. That's that's, just, that's the kind of music he generally put out. No, too. yeah, he's a romantic pianist, and I know a lot of romantic exactly. a lot of romantic classical music is very somber. It is very sad, at least in terms of the way that it because sounds. Love hurts. Love hurts. No, not really, but. Uh, I, I like what Sakuraba was able to do with this because even though it does borrow a lot of influence from Chopin, there's still enough there that you can clearly tell this is a winter-themed area. There are sleigh bells in the background. We heard them. They're there. So it's it's just, it's so well done, man. I can't speak highly of it enough. Speaking of the boundary between ice and snow, it is freezing out. Um, <laughs> but that takes us to your pick, which does relate to Chopin. It does. Uh, also, uh, it also relates to my least favorite thing in the entire world, and that is the that is the Winter Olympics. You don't like the Winter Olympics? I hate the Olympics in general, but the Winter Oh rides. my god, I freaking love the Olympics. I love watching the Summer and Winter Games. I hate the Olympics in general, um, mainly because they've stunned me for so long. But from my, my pick, it comes from because eating isn't an Olympic sport. Yet. <laughs> 
from Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games from the Wii. This is Figure Skating Fantasy Impromptu. the figure skating fantasy impromptu from Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games from the Wii. So that would be Sochi, if I'm mistaken. I believe so. Yeah, believe so. Uh, that was October 13th, 2009. Uh, the composer for this one is officially listed as Sega Digital Studio. But as you may have figured out by hearing before, uh, the original composed by Frederick Chopin. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> That's cool. Um, I actually like these Olympic Games games. Okay. Uh, I do not like the Olympic Games. Okay. Uh, for the yeah, most part. I, I love no, the no, Mario and Sonic games. There, there, there's, a, there's a couple of events that I like. I mean, I'm a hockey fan. I'm not, I'm not a monster. Uh, there's things I like in the Summer Olympics as well. But uh, for the most part, it interrupts all my shows and I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Winter and Summer Games. Uh, figure skating definitely is my favorite of the Winter Games. I love watching figure skating with Jessica. Uh, I, hate, that- I hate it. My mother made me watch it as a child so it's one of those things like it's almost a punishment when it comes that's on. why i like it because my mom was a big fan of figure skating so that's why i enjoy watching it because i liked watching it with her but um i really enjoy the mario and sonic olympic games i think these games are so fun i actually just recently talked about on max level the uh, mario and sonic at the olympic games tokyo 2020 the one that was released for the uh summer games later this year i just finished it this past week like i love these games i think they're so much fun to play through they're like little mini mario parties <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're, 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 they're minigame collections with, with, with a bit of a story behind them. Yeah, very, very little bit of a story. The story... Enough to tie things together. Just a enough touch. to tie things together, but I would say that the story mode is largely skippable because the minigames are already unlocked from the very beginning when you start the game. You can play through the story mode if you want to, just for something extra to do, but not not required by any means to unlock anything. Yeah, but uh, I said, f- f- fun game in general. I-, I had this one for the way. Uh, I did too. Yeah, I did too. But I really do like how the figure skating event in this game, it didn't just have this track. Like there were several famous sure. pieces of classical music that you could skate to in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. I remember I always got the gold medal because I'm the best. <laughs> 
I do like though. I, I am curious who's actually uh, who's actually on the piano for that. I, obviously, we know it's the uh, the Sega Sound Team, but there's like seven or eight different composers listed on the, the Sega Sound Team. If you expand it, I'm curious which one of them actually was on the piano for this track because uh, very well done, very well done. I like it a lot. All right, man, we are going back to Nihon Falcom. Hell yeah. I hope the rest of your picks are all Falcon. Uh, they're not. <laughs> but I remember, um, I, and I still do want to do this. I, I remember that there was a winter and snow like themed piece of music that I remember seeing from this game when I picked from it before. And I remember it being blown away by this entire soundtrack. I do want to do a focus on the soundtrack at some point in the future. The name of the game is Sorcerian. The name of the track is the Ice Cave, Cave Number One. was the Ice Cave, Cave Number 1 from Sorcerian that originally released over in Japan December 20th, 1987. That is from the PC-88 version of the game. There are several versions of this game, but the PC-88 version, I think, does have the better soundtrack of all of them. Developed and published by Nihon Falcom, again composed by Yuzo Koshiro. There were several composers on the soundtrack. Uh, Yuzo Koshiro, Maiko Ishikawa, Raika Takabayashi, Hideya Nagata, and Takahito Abe. But Yuzo Koshiro is definitely the one that actually composed that particular version of the uh, of the track. And the PC-88 is basically just a, a standard PC, more or less, but just, you know, from 1987, where there are these massive machines and look nothing like our PCs of today. <laughs> no. It was actually uh, released in 1981 and primarily sold in Japan, the PC-88 series. But it's it's so cool how, you know, these different PCs back then had different sound chips in them. So games, when they release on these individual PC versions and all these things, they have different sounding soundtracks. So. 
it's fun getting to go through and like, you know, like the PC-88 version sounds different from like the Commodore, which was a PC. Like all these things sound totally different. The uh, Amiga version would sound different from some of these PC-88 versions. Now, again, there's not. There's Sharp versions of this. There's MS-DOS versions of this. There's an MSX2 version of uh, of Sorcerian, which was another style of uh, computer developed by uh, Microsoft and ASCII back in uh, 1983. And that's where a lot of like some of the uh, ASCII type stuff comes from. Like, you know, some of these things when it's made out of letters and it's made to yeah. spell certain things, it all generates from from that, the MSX2. So really, really cool how how this was done. But yeah, man, I really want to do an episode on Sorcerian uh, later this year. I think it's going to be so much fun. I just haven't slotted it into the schedule yet, but it is probably coming in 2020. Hey, if it's all of that caliber, it is too. <laughs> it really is. And that one, again, it, you kind of get some hints of like some of the winter ty- uh, stylings, some of the ice stylings, but for the most part, it's just an epically rocking piece of music that Yuzo Koshiro just did so much good with. It had a Mega Man feel to me. A little bit, yeah, I could hear it. I could hear it. Uh, this is the, actually Sorcerian is the fifth in the line of Dragon Slayer games, which would eventually become Xanadu, and then eventually The Legend of Heroes. It's crazy how they stuck with this for so long. It's going yeah, on 40 the, the, years. These are all part of the uh, part of the same line of games and like the same overarching, I guess, I mean, the story is totally different, but it's all part of the same universe. CDC, this is how you put together a cinematic universe. <laughs> and make it actually exciting. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's the, the cure. DC, just get some good music. Get the Falcon team to do your... Uh... <laughs> just get the Falcon team to make the soundtracks and maybe get the Falcom team to direct the movies. Um, so I promised you another snowboarding track. Okay, uh, that's where we're going now. Okay. Yeah. So um, this one here is from Cool Borders 2, and it's what I'm praying for. It's called Mr. Rain.
And that was Mr. Rain from Cool Borders 2, which came out Halloween of 1997. Unfortunately, I could not find a composer or a performer for this one, and I scoured the interwebs looking for it. At all? At all. Nothing. No, no, one, no, one, got, no one got me even close. I'll look for a minute while you talk about the track then. But this track in general, this is one of the ones, it's probably one of the better ones on the, the game itself, but this is one of the, f- we, me and my sister, we got PlayStation 1 very late in the cycle. And this is one of the f- first games we got with it. It was Cool Borders 2. Okay. We got Cool, Bor- we got cool Borders 1, Cool Borders 2, uh, and I, well, I think the WWE, like, Shut Your Mouth or Know Your Roll, whatever it was, whatever one was really on that, that era is what we got. And PlayStation 2, I believe, came out like a year later or maybe later in, uh, like when we got it. Okay, yeah, the P- the, P- the PS2 was released in 2000, and I got mine in 2001 during the spring. So. Yeah, so so I so that means that I got this for Christmas of '99. Okay, so right at the very end uh, of the cycle, um, or towards the end of the cycle, and we played this game nonstop. Uh, at the time, we, we, we was 2000. We were actually living in Colorado, um, and I had graduated high school already. But my sisters were still in school, and school would be four days a week. They were off every Friday, and the schools all the students got passes to go free skiing and free snowboard and free snowboarding and they would sneak me guest passes so i would this is how i learned how to snowboard uh so i was not as i playing a game of snowboarding i was learning to snowboard shredding that fresh pow pow as these so you got this in 99 i got this uh i got this 2000 maybe christmas of 99 or oh okay okay i remember getting this when it first came out like um my buddy brandon and i he lived across the street from me him and i used to really throw down on the cool borders games and uh this came out in November 11th, 97, I remember getting it on launch day. Like, this is something we went to Toy R Us and picked up and literally just played the crap out of that entire winter. Like, Cool Borders 2, I have a lot of, I had a lot of love for this game. I have a lot of love for this franchise. Uh, composed by Atsunori Namba. You found one, thank you. Yep, Atsunori Namba. Thank you, thank you. I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, but yeah, we, man, we played this game so much to the point that when I moved out of the house, you know, you're, you're, you're breaking up, you know, taking the things that belong to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is one of the fights. She actually got to keep the PlayStation 1 and all the games. Oof. Rough. So it sucks, but you know what? It is fair. You know, these things that were bought for the two of us and sure. I, took, I, I took other things that I wanted. So I, I got all, I got all the Super Nintendo stuff. So there's that. But that's probably more important. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it meant more to me. So that's how that worked. But yeah. Yeah, she, for she, sure. She, she still has it to this day. And Nicole, if you're listening, yeah, I picked that one for you. See, I'm being nicer. <laughs> I'm being nicer today. I like uh, I like how rocking that was, man. Very epic. This was this was the Pipeline Canyon uh, song. So it was, uh, you played a lot of time. Was a very tough level. It was. <laughs> yeah, very tough level. I remember that. You know, distinctly remember that area. Very tough level for sure. All right, man. Well, you picked that one for uh, Nicole. I actually queued up the next one for Jessica. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a pick that uh, she's really looking forward to. Uh, Rune Factory Four Special Edition coming to Nintendo Switch. Right now, it's Amazon is saying February, but Exceed hasn't released an official release date yet, so we just keep kind of guessing here and there. But it should be out sometime in the next few months. But this is actually from the original version of Rune Factory Four, the one that was released on the Nintendo 3DS. The name of this track is simply Winter.
And that was Winter from Rune Factory 4. Came out on the Nintendo 3DS October 1st, 2013 here in North America. And again, that was composed so Frank can make his dumb little joke by Tomoko Morita. No, I won't. I won't do this time. You're not going to do it? That's not Mr. Uh, what is it? Mr. Morita's daughter or whatever? Uh, uh, Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi, his daughter? No. Yeah, not, not, not doing the joke this time? <laughs> Yeah, love, uh, love the way that actually sounded. I, I've not played any of the Rune Factory games, uh, you know, and it's kind of surprising to me, you know, being someone that really does enjoy the Harvest Moon style of games and uh, Stardew Valley. But Jessica, you know, this is probably her favorite franchise of all time in terms of gaming. I was actually joking around with her yesterday while we were driving around, uh, you know, because I've been trying to, again, one of my New Year's resolutions is to get out of the house and out of the basement more often out of the studio. So we were driving around just doing some stuff yesterday after she got off work and I made a joke that I was like I, you know what I think I'm going to play Rune Factory 4 special before you get a chance to when it comes out <laughs> <laughs> and yeah she, she wasn't having any of that <laughs> I know I'm going to lose access to the Switch for a good uh, good little while after Rune Factory 4 special comes out when it actually does so hopefully uh, hopefully it doesn't kind of come out right around the same time as like Animal Crossing and that kind of stuff because that's really going to put a damper Ooh. on things uh, and, and I, that's why I, I mean it was supposed to come out in January it's clearly not, so I'm hoping it kind of comes out in February because there really isn't anything I want to be playing on the Switch the entire month of February or March until Animal Crossing comes out. So if it can come out around that time and she can get her fix and, you know, kind of get the, the binge playing done during that period, it'd be very, very beneficial for me. <laughs> But uh, I, I do think I'm going to commit to playing Rune Factory 4 Special this year at some point. I do want to play through the game and just kind of see how it is. Again, I've never played through any of them. And I know they have fantastic soundtracks. You know, I've listened to several of them. We've played several tracks that she's picked here on BG Mania before. So uh, I am looking forward to checking this out. I like that, too. It definitely had that wintry feel to it. Uh, that was the accordion, I'm assuming, that I heard there. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. It's so catchy, too. It's it, really it, good. It, it, it definitely waxed on. Yeah. It waxed, waxed off. off. <laughs> Uh, now, um, so for my next pick, I'm choosing uh, a really awesome uh, fighter, uh, okay. virtually, virtually, from Virtual Fighter 5, the final showdown. This is Snow Mountain.
time from Virtua Fighter 5, the final showdown. That was Snow Mountain, also Wolf, Wolf Hockfield. Uh, yes, I believe that's his stage, right? Yeah, this is stage. Uh, I got three composers on this one here. I got Satsutoshi Narita, Shinichi Goto, and Fumio Ito. I also have uh, a release date of June 5th, 2012. Okay, nice. I like Virtual Fighter. <laughs> so do I. This game's a Gemini. Um, yeah, Virtual Fighter's always been uh, Virtual Fighter's always been one of those that, you know, I, I play them when they come out. I try to really get invested in them, but then I end up losing interest in after a little while, like I do with all fighting games. I don't stick with a fighting game that long. For me, Virtual Fighter's always been something I played in the art. Arcades. Okay, um, that makes sense. Very, a very arcade style of a fighting game. And I would buy these games too. And like you said, I would play them for a bit and just like lose interest. But anytime, I, anytime I'd go to an arcade, I'd always be gravitating towards Virtua Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Um, and like I said, I, I really, really do enjoy these games. Uh, I could just, I play this one a lot. So the fact that like just hearing the song, I pictured the, the stage and I pictured Wolfhog Fields. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Like it's, <laughs> and and, it's and another, literally, literally the mountains are behind you and it's snowing. It's, it's it's a beautiful stage, but it's one of those tracks that, again, has no elements of like traditional all, wintry, zero. snowy, icy type levels. Yeah, just another epically rocking piece of music. But the stage is beautiful, man. It's a really well done stage, and it does make you feel like you're standing in front of a mountain. It makes it feel like it's actually snowing around you. And this fight's going, oh, dude, it's so good. It's so good. You think we're ever going to another virtual fighter? I think we will. I do. I think we will at some point. Yeah, mm, it's it's one try. of those things that I'm sure that uh, that they're they're not just going to disappear might be a little while till we get another one but i'm sure we'll get another one we got um what's uh, we was there a six yeah yeah i was gonna say there was a six so we're, we'd be waiting on seven right now so let's make that happen okay and let's add your boy as a special guest appearance i have no problem going for mocap <laughs> let's not do that <laughs> Brian here with BG Mania. Leveldowngames.com is quickly growing, but with your help and support, we can continue expanding our footprint in the gaming industry at an even faster rate. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both BG Mania and Max Level, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, weekly editorial articles, and daily news stories. If you aren't yet visiting Leveldowngames.com daily, now is the time. We went through a massive redesign for the beginning of the year. Everything is much easier to find, and it looks like a million dollars. Thanks for all the continued support as we continue to expand our presence in the industry with leveldowngames.com. All right, man, we each got two tracks left on this snowy, icy level of BG Mania or icy episode. Do, 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 do we? Yeah, we each have. Well, I'm sorry. We each have one track left. I, I meant, I guess, two total, <laughs> but we each have one left. <laughs> you, you have me worried that I'm missing a pick here. Okay. No, no, no. We each have one left for a total of two. I misspoke there. <laughs> for my last pick, let's go to Final Fantasy Tactics. The name of this track is Under the Stars.
And that was Under the Stars from Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics released on the PlayStation June 20th, 1997. And we would see it here in North America January 28th, 1998. So a half year later. Two composers on that soundtrack, uh, one of them who I have actually physically met before. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on BG Mania. Uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto. I've actually met him at the uh, the Distant Worlds concert in Pittsburgh that myself, Jessica, Justin, and Justin's wife went to several, several years ago. But he was the, uh, you know, the guest composer poser in attendance and we actually got to you know shake hands and chat for a little bit I, I really did enjoy talking to him from what I was able to but the other composer on the soundtrack is Masaharu Iwata and Masaharu Iwata is the one that composed this particular track uh, under the stars this takes place during the battle against Islude in the game and you know Final Fantasy Tactics it's very much like a Fire Emblem style game it's a strategy tactical RPG but there's just it's a snowy little battlefield there's snow falling all around like there's snow kind of on like this castle-y type area where you're fighting in front of it's a it's for a game that isn't necessarily beautiful because again it's very blocky very grid based just like a, a tactical strategy rpg is some of these areas and locales were very, were very memorable to me and i just distinctly remember this battle distinctly remember the snow falling against the screen it's really well done and a beautifully composed track i like it a lot and, and this is the two of them doing this together or they just both yes no 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 it was two of them doing it together so um the, the hitoshi sakamoto composed half the soundtrack masahara Iwata composed half the soundtrack. This particular one was just done by Iwata. I like this. It, it was it was actually kind of lovely. Yeah, there wasn't a single track on the on the uh, two disc soundtrack where they each contributed to the same song. They literally just split it in half. So one of them did half the songs. One of them did the other half. It would have been cool if they just would have done like half of the actual song itself. Like you know, you start and then the other one did. Yeah. <laughs> just changes midway through. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and, a beautiful and, track. Like that, 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 that. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful track though. <laughs> it really is. Really freaking beautiful track. Uh, from a game series that I wish that Square Enix would return to. I would love to see a new Final Fantasy Tactics release at some point. I, everybody would love to see a new Final Fantasy Tactics release at some point. I think that we just recently watched a video with it. I think it was some kind of reaction video. You were, you were like, is this Tactics? Is this a new Tactics? Oh, it uh, might have been. Yeah, it totally yeah, might have yeah. been. <laughs> but, 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 but it wasn't and you were disappointed. Um, yeah, it's just totally possible. So yeah, I get the pleasure of closing us out this week. Do, do I not? You do. Yeah, your last track is the one we're going to play out with. All right. Uh, so I'm going to bring you out with, I think everyone knows, probably one of my favorite games of all time because I talk about it so damn much, um, from Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, we're going to close out with Frostfall. So uh, the game came out uh, November 11th, 2011, uh, composed by Jeremy Saul. Um, this is actually, uh, the Frostfall area is just pure winter. It's You played in our last snowy and ice level music. You played the other track I, from Skyrim. White Run or something? The Streets of White Run. Yeah, you played that one last time on our snowy and icy level episode of BG Media. Yep. It's like it's only right to keep that one going, yeah. Um, <laughs> when we do part three, I'll play the College of Winterhold. I, I can keep these things going on There forever. you go, because there will be a part three. I already have uh, some leftovers from, from picking music. I already have four leftovers, so there definitely will be a part three at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah. um, but I love Skyrim to the point that I literally, as of a week and a half ago, bought this game again for PS4. Yeah, you have the version I have. You have the PS4 version. Yeah, the, the, the special edition with all the DLC. Like, yep. I paid 
15 bucks for it. Um, and it, actually, yeah, $15, and it came with Fallout as well. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. I uh, I actually just made a pledge on uh, Max Level as part of our like New Year resolutions and some of the game challenge stuff that Skyrim was going to be one of the games I finally finish in 2020 because I've never actually sat down and finished uh, any Skyrim playthrough. I've played it for several hours, always get bored, always end up losing interest, and then I just end up moving on to something else. I have a hard time with Skyrim. I don't know why, but I've made a pledge. I'm going to sit down and fight my way through it and, and play through this game from start to finish in 2020. I will finish this game in 2020 as well. Um, I just I, I played I picked an Argonian, so I'm playing as a lizard. Uh, I did. I named myself uh, Drogon because uh, I'm not original and I have to steal from Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> I, and and my, my last playthrough, my official playthrough, when it was on PS3, I played as uh, an archer. Like that was, I, I specialized in one thing. Afterwards, I went ahead and did everything. I played as an archer. This time around, I'm just going to be a straight up sword fighter. Like I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to take a completely different path than I did last time just to see how things go, to see if you know, the, the, the alternate stories that could have been nice. um, that I didn't choose. So that's it's, but that's that's, that's going to be my in-between game thing. So I have other games I need to play this year. I have lots of promises I made for games like Shenmue that I need to get to. Um, You're going to hate it, man. You're going to struggle through those games because they're... I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to hate you every step of the way, but I made a promise that I, that I would do it when it came out. If it came out, it came out. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, so, so I have to stick by that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you're, I mean, again, you're going to like the story that's being told, but especially when you're playing through Shenmue 1 and 2, those games are so like, you know, baked in 99, 2000 style of game direction and the way the games were like, they're rough to play through, but they're, they are amazing stories. Shenmue 3 is much, much easier to play through. Um, I really do enjoy, obviously, the music in the Elder Scrolls franchise, but Skyrim really does have a phenomenal soundtrack. Anytime we get to play a piece of music from this game on the, uh, on, on the podcast, I'm always kind of looking forward to it because I cannot. I can't wait They're to play tracks. parts. I can't wait to play Elder Scrolls Six in 2030. It's going to be freaking <laughs> ten years from now. We'll be entering yeah. the new decade, and Elder Scrolls Six will finally be coming out. <laughs> But I think that's going to bring us to the close of the episode this week. Unless you have anything else you wanted to mention before we get on out of here and go make a snowman. No, just uh, stay warm, guys. Stay Do warm. you want to build a snowman? I don't know exactly how that song goes. I just know that it's from the. Come on and let's go play something like that. I have no idea either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm pretty, pretty sure you do know. You just don't want to admit it. I, I don't. Uh, I, I have two nieces and I've probably heard the song a hundred thousand times. But trust me, they know the words. I know the major beats. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by LevelDownGames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at LevelDownGames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash LevelDownGames. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up Twitch.tv forward slash LevelDownGames and click that follow button. Do me a favor as well. Uh, go support Dan. He's on our Max Level podcast, does reviews for us and some other things for LevelDownGames.com. Twitch.tv forward slash CrazedD11. That's K-R-A-I-Z-D-11. Go toss him a follow on Twitch as well and, and check him out anytime he's streaming. Uh, we've had several listeners from the Max Level podcast uh, popping into his stream as of late. It'd be fun to get some uh, some love from BG Mania going on in his Twitch chat as well. And uh, yeah, let's just show him some love over there. So, so yeah, please do that if you have some time. Tell him Frank sent you. No, tell him BG Mania sent you <laughs> he'll know because obviously he listens to the show each week anyway so 
since he works with us and all. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. In that description box, you will find a link, as we mentioned earlier in the show, to our Discord server. Click it, join it, interact with us. We definitely want more people interacting with us from BG Mania, from Max Level, and from LebanonGames.com in our Discord server. We don't have a ton of people there. If you're scared, you're, your voice is going to get drowned out. We're not going to see you. We're definitely going to notice you. We're definitely going to interact with you. Pop into Discord. Let's have a lot more fun than we already have been having. Next week, it's the end of the month already on January 29th. The next time we'll be coming to you with another episode of BG Mania. And because it's the end of the month, you know what that means? Radio Hour Volume 31. We'll have a pick from you guys, the listeners, one from Jessica, five from me and five from Frank. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I will tell you right now, I'm going to be discussing a lot about the Nier Automata concert from uh, from Chicago on, on January 25th. Jessica and I are traveling to Chicago this weekend. Uh, we have a nice hotel room booked. We're bringing our dogs with us. We're making an entire weekend out of it. We're going to go see Medieval Times in Chicago. It's going to be so much fun and uh, definitely going to be discussing our adventures in Chicago next week on BG Mania. But if you're curious about checking that out as well, make sure you tune into Max Level next Monday because uh, Jessica and I are actually going to be handling the main discussion by ourselves live from Chicago with a reaction to the concert. We'll be heavily discussing the music there as well. So if you're interested in the music from Nier Automata, you might want to check out next week's episode of Max Level as well. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Frostfall from The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, again composed by Jeremy Soule. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.